Yeah, that's uh, that's like a little intro, intro theme song. Did you write it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually looped it and recorded it like mm. those dudes on the street, you know, where they do yeah. all the songs and they start looping it. They just got that kind of stuff. Where's the button on that? You should probably. Oh, did you hear that? I did hear that. It's the strings on my microphone. That was really cool. Yeah. Boom. You told me to hit the button. I thought you hit the button. I didn't hit the button. I don't know why that music started in the first place. It worked perfectly, but. It actually was pretty good time. (laughs) It's built built into the podcast thing. They put it in there when they ship it out. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat how they do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's our new intro music. We work really hard on it. Mm. It's custom to our show, to the Worship Distributed Show, which is nice. It's nice to have custom things. Yeah. What is some custom you have? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I don't have anything custom. I'm a cookie cutter guy. Like, you don't have anything oh, custom? All, looks like everything else. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'll Put it in that. my car. I'll take it. <laughs> so so I have a custom table. Ooh, I almost asked. So Josh Jerry showed a picture of a new dining room table, he said, and he's like, anybody looking at it? And I almost commented like, yes. But I was like, I'm trying to buy a house right now. I don't need to buy a dining room table, but it's what are coming. What going to eat on the floor? No, we have one. I'm just saying I don't need to buy a new one right now, but I would love a custom dining room table. Yeah. Yeah. Your table's huge. How many does it seat? 12. 12. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's fantastic. Seats 12. Four on each side and, and two on each end. I actually don't think two a 12 seater would fit in my new house. I don't think it would fit. It's like 10 foot long. Yeah. It's 10 foot long and I think four foot wide or something. Pretty big. Me and my uh, nephew Stephen, we had to carry it, carry it in the house, and it was really, really heavy because <laughs> it was like, you know, it's that solid yeah. hardwood, yeah, big planks. So everybody, welcome to the Worship Distributed Podcast. Where, um, really, the title, the title of the podcast is because we have multiple campuses, so we distribute worship. <laughs> Sounds like really bad theology, yeah. But we're gonna just stick with it. We're sticking with it because it. It's too late now. We're it's not too changing. Late. Yeah. <laughs> and really when you lock yourself into not great ideas or whatever, just stick with it. Stick with it. Lock it in. You're stuck. Eventually it'll catch. Yeah, eventually it catches yeah, on. You know. Right? There's a lot of things in culture right now <laughs> that are terrible ideas. Everybody's like, I guess it's I guess it's cool. You know. <laughs> what was it like Canada? Canada apparently uh they could never land on a decision on um, uh, like defining biology for male or female, right? Or like what is a female? They couldn't decide on that. And so they decided just to remove all language and just basically say that it's whatever you identify as at the time you identify. In America, we just made a documentary. What is a woman? Yeah. Yeah, we – yeah. And Supreme Court justices can't answer the question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a sad day when, like, in your democratic discourse <laughs> at the highest offices in the yeah. land, part of the conversation is, excuse me, ma'am, what do you think a woman is? Mm-hmm. Can you please define a woman? So anyways, they, they took it all out, and they, um, they were having a weightlifting competition, and, like, the men's champion 
weightlifter went and just went into the competition for women and won the whole thing. What a joke. Ridiculous. And he he did it to make a point. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. So there you go. So that's what I'm saying. Lock into the bad ideas, stick with them, run with them, and eventually you'll be right. Yeah. It's how it works. Yeah. Yep. It's how it works. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we're signing off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Sean, the Sean Smith. Um, you know him, you love him. Well, you know him. Yeah. It's questionable. We love him. Yeah, Should no, we do. Figure it out. Yeah, it's yeah. True. yeah, you know. It's true. The third voice you're hearing is Garrett Haywood. Uh he is our student pastor. Uh and uh, he's uh, he's a kind of a local guy, mm-hmm. area right. Grew up on the other side of Orlando, Oviedo, Florida. Oviedo, we hey, were, we hey, were just there. We were in Oviedo yesterday. yesterday. Okay, yeah, we like to go to Oviedo every once in a while. Yeah, it's a good place. <laughs> just a midday on a Wednesday. There's a good Taco Bell over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good time, ta- real good Taco Bell. Yeah, it's oh, one yeah. of the best in Florida. Yeah, it's, it's ranked good taco ranked, ranked one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> they make a killer burrito supreme. Yeah, that's what they're known for. Dude, we yeah. went, we drove through like all these side roads to get to where we were going for lunch. And I said, at this point, if this place is closed, I'll just go to the Taco Bell this next door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I was like, this is ridiculous. Every wind and turn to finally get to Muya. Took him to Muya. Oh, it's a good burger, Diablo burger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the um, bacon jam. Bacon jam. Okay. It was like spicy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a spicy jam with jal- jalapenos mm-hmm. on it. A little chocolate chip cookie dough milkshake afterwards. Oh, yeah. Had a Reese's. Yeah, yeah had a Reese's one. Okay. All right. Sean had a coffee with Oreo ad. That's gross. Where the Oreo was not added. Yeah, they didn't add the oh, Oreo. Right, not as gross. Okay. I do what? actually. Not I as gross. Come on, man. I do actually agree. They looked at the order in the back. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> the guy, the I know what it says, but <laughs> the milkshake guy is like, I'm not. I'm not putting that in there. Oh man, come on. That's good this stuff. This is a terrible idea. I did not support this. <laughs> no, I just had me a straight Reese's. He had a coffee with Oreo. And uh, what'd you have? You had a... Uh, just a double bacon. Double mm-hmm. bacon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Double bacon chicken tenders. Hey! hey. Chicken dinners and pizza. Chicken dinners and pizza. <laughs> 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 I actually thought at first he was going to go with the hamburger dog or whatever it was oh, called. Oh, yeah. It's got a hot dog on it. It's like a hamburger with a hot dog. <sighs> On it. It's like putting Oreos in your coffee milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but hold on. So think about it, though. Go with me on this. Uh-huh. See, so at barbecues, what do you cook? Hamburgers and hot dogs. Hamburgers and hot Fair dogs. Fair enough. If you eat a hamburger and you eat it, how do you eat it? You eat it on a bun, right? Mm-hmm. You eat a hot dog, how do you mm-hmm. eat it? You eat it on a bun. You eating them the same way. Mm-hmm. They're going to the same place. I, I feel like it'd be a texture thing for <laughs> Might me. as well just put texture? Oreos on your hamburger. Yeah. That's not, it's not the same. I don't eat Oreos on bread with ketchup. <laughs> it's going to the same place. Let's move on from the Oreo conversation. Like, it's got to be something else we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Garrett, Garrett's our student pastor here at the First Baptist Church of Leesburg and um, Incorporated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad to be here. Been here about 501 C3. Nine how, months. How long? Yeah, nine months. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it feels like longer, but it's been about nine months. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. You had two babies since you've been here? <laughs> <laughs> we had, did have one baby when we got here. We moved up here with a one-year-old, and uh, Piper was born in October. She's six months old now, man. It's crazy. 
as we're recording this. I don't know mm-hmm. when you release this. She might be three three years old. It'll time? be released later today. Uh, later today. Okay. <laughs> She'll still be six months old. There's not really a deep <laughs> editing process that goes that goes into the old worship distributed podcast. Export and apply. It slows down the distribution process. There you go. Yeah, we were getting complaints from our friends in uh, Norway. <laughs> worldwide audience. Yeah, it is. It's worldwide. It's worldwide. Some of our German, some of our German listeners are like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, geez, man, calm down. Just chill out. Chill out a little bit. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Dein Mutter ist Oh, gosh. You're going to get canceled. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's gosh. really going to kill my opportunity to be president one day. <laughs> Probably not, actually. Yeah. It might seems, help you. It seems like you can get away with stuff. <laughs> I really like him. He's a trailblazer. He's <laughs> a trailblazer. All right. So, Garrett, what you got? What's the big thing that's going on in the youth ministry right now? A big thing going on. We just finished our uh, summer camp registration. Uh, summer camp's a big deal in the life of our ministry, and so we're excited to be taking a bunch of students to camp this summer. Uh, so not, not just a bunch, like the highest number. It's been, it's been a few summers since we've taken this many, so I'm excited about that. We can't, yeah. can't you, you don't just want to brag about your numbers, man. But camp pays dividends for for months after you come back. So yeah. I'm, I'm pumped to be taking all those students with us and. Uh, we just opened up a new worship space for our student ministry that you guys helped uh, really significantly helped make that happen. So. Oh, yeah. What's that? That's on the uh, second floor of the B building. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, that's below. It's a floor below where we used to do the worship distributed podcast. Okay. But we just got so big, uh, we had to move down yeah. to the first floor. <laughs> we need in some the, more space. <laughs> yeah, we need more space. First floor C building. So <laughs> Better sound paneling. Yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, I wish everybody could see this right now. Yeah. You're looking at a pretty majestic. We're looking at a pretty majestic site. Um, it's uh, sound paneling. I don't know if you noticed last week when we filmed our uh, episode in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said filmed, but I mean recorded. <laughs> recorded our episode in the bathroom um, with all the echo and everything. So we decided to move to a regular room and put paneling up. So it uh, it's knocked down about half of it. Yeah. So it's still ha- it's like half echoey. It's just for, you know, it's not bad. Beautiful effects. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel comfortable. I feel like it's, uh, I'm looking at an illusion, though, like like staring into the um, to the panels. Yeah. It's like if you stare long enough, you like, you'll see the face of Moses. <laughs> <laughs> and then blink, you know, you blink twice or whatever, and it's like, oh, man, it's a unicorn. <laughs> Which is... Hey Garrett, I've I've got a thought. I got no. a question. Because you're you're a theology guy. Uh, about it, you just uh, you just finished your dissertation, right? I did. Yeah, it's done. What did you write it about? Uh, I wrote it about leadership. So I uh, wrote about internship programs for college students who feel called to ministry. So. Whoa! Yeah, we need to read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to get that going here. Not not as theological, a lot more practical, but that was fun. That was a fun project. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What's one of the big takeaways you learned from it? Uh, the program's got to be um, the program's got to be for the students. So, oftentimes we want to start these kind of programs uh, as churches to serve ourselves and to fill our own needs. But uh, it's got to be a, a kingdom mindset where we start the program to to serve the students that are in it. And if they end up working here, that's awesome. If they end up working somewhere else, that's awesome too. 
because uh, our church was a training ground for their future ministry. So uh, just starting with the right, right mindset. It's for them. It's not for us. So uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited to start something like that here one day. So the takeaway is for us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah we just use them. It's Do it for us. I need you to go to Wawa, and yep. I need you to get me a refresher. Yeah, coffees and copies. That's Thank all you do. very much. Yeah. Get, yep, we need some interns over here. Yes. Stat. Cheap labor. Yep. Stat. That's the purpose. You pay us. <laughs> do you pay interns? How does that work? That would be ideal, uh, but you can do it for free. There are programs that like make the interns pay the church, like pay into the program. Uh, that's a that's a real thing, but I mean, I've seen it for free. Uh, I've seen it with stipends, but it's best if you can pay them. Uh, mm-hmm. Just give them a little something. Yeah, so. I, paid, I paid interns in my previous ministry position. Good. So how much you pay them? Hundred bucks a week. Mm. So I only asked them really to be there Wednesdays, Sundays. Give me some hours on Wednesdays. Be there early's on Sundays. You know. Yeah. So what would I have to do to become your intern? Uh, I have to talk to my boss okay. about starting that program. All right. Let's say you were the boss. What would you do? How did you pick one? So I just I had a I had an application you could fill out. We were we were right down the road. I mean, very similar to your previous ministry, Garrett. Uh, you know, we we're right down the road from uh, college, and so we had a lot mm-hmm. of college students just attending the church. And so uh, the first first Sunday of every fall and spring semester, we had a big get together with the college students after church, and our staff mm-hmm. would go and meet with them and hang out with them, talk to them about opportunities to serve that were just volunteer-based, but then we'd also talked about, we had a student ministry intern, we had a worship ministry intern, we had a pastoral intern, Let's go. and we handed out application to those who wanted it, filled it out, and uh, then I went through some interview processes with them. And then the final interview was I'd sit down with the executive pastor and myself and make them kind of go through a real interview, even if we'd already decided that they were there, but it's good practice. Um, mm-hmm. Come in, dress mm-hmm. nice, answer the questions, get talk about your you know, spiritual, your other parts of your life that need to be discussed like they would be if you're working in uh, a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So, And then they had uh, weekly tasks that they would do, and it was not get me coffee, I promise. <laughs> it was not. Um, and uh, so a lot of the time they would lead student worship for me. That would be a great training ground yes. for them, work in that area, and yeah. then as well as they would be – Forced to kind of learn every area of the music ministry, uh, live stream, sound mixing, camera tech. I mean, just they, they would put their hands on every single piece of mm-hmm. uh, ministry equipment as well. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a fun season for sure. I have uh, three guys that are now full, in full-time worship ministries that were interns with me at First Chipley. So it was, it was cool. really cool to see them, you know, just learn some stuff and now yeah. get to go out and use, they're, they're teaching others to do mm-hmm. it. So for twelve hundred dollars a month, for <laughs> I like it. You got three new employees for twelve hundred bucks a month. So that's nice. Cool. That's yeah. cool, man. That's really cool. Let's go. All right. Well, congrats, Garrett, on getting that done. Yeah. How Thanks, many man. pages was it? Uh, one hundred and seventy. It was. It was long. Seventy. It was a good time. Yeah. Mm. Is it double spaced? It is double spaced. Amen. Yes. Terabian yes. formatted. Terabian formatted. Terabian. Yeah. And reformatted and reformatted. Yes. So when do you start writing your paper real late in the day? Mm-hmm. Terabian nights. <laughs> like Terabian days. No? No? Okay. That's basically it. That's basically, oh, did you sing that a lot? Did you ever sing that one time while you were writing? No, I did not. Oh. 170 pages. I remember writing the 50-page thesis I had to you for my master's. and mm-hmm. write 170 pages. I was pulling just stuff out of thin air to finish the 50 pages yep. for my thesis. 
Good Lord. Good on you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time, man. It, it was, it's been finished for months, but the like the amount of hoops you got to jump through, this person has to read it, then this person has to read it, then this person has to read it, and all those hoops are there for good reasons, but, man, it was a labor of love. So, I'm, mm-hmm. so have you there. already – have you faced your um, – panel or whatever i did yeah did that uh, a week ago today yeah just why are you telling nobody yeah that's fantastic yeah i'm just finished defended you put a piece of so construction they're, they're paper like it's good they're like it's good it's good to go so you're a doctor now i'm a doctor yeah that's really cool done, yeah. Done. Yeah. dr garrett yeah All dr haywood yeah, dr haywood i love that right along with dr j dr pepper <laughs> yep dr haywood sweet yep. dr pepper so. yeah I don't know. It's the sweet from. one. Sweet one. Yeah. There you go. Whatever it was. I don't think he was singing "Sweet Doctor Pepper." I don't remember. <laughs> just sitting there. I'm just sitting there singing it over and over sweet again. Sweet Doctor Pepper. Because I didn't have Doctor Pepper today, I had cherry coke, and that's why it's, Ooh, it's a bad choice. Yeah, it was a bad choice. Shooting out with the Doctor Pepper. I like Doctor Pepper a yeah. lot. I've kind of, I used to be a big Coke guy, but I feel like I've come around on Doctor Pepper. Yeah, it's the best choice you can make, and <laughs> I didn't make it today. I mean, not the best choice you can make. Yeah, it is. Let's be honest. It's some. I mean, it's a choice. <laughs> It's up there. <laughs> I mean, it's up there. It's up there. The choices. <laughs> well, congrats on getting your doctor, man. That's really cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I you gonna ask that. the students to call you Doctor Haywood? Absolutely not. No. Oh yeah. No. Come on. Can man. we start calling you Doc? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. I'm kind of doctor that can't really help you with anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Doc, I got a cut on my leg. He's like, look at this. Let me tell you about an intern. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been coughing a lot lately. Hold on, let me call my interns. <laughs> Go get this man some Robitussin. Yes. <laughs> For a hundred dollars a week. <laughs> oh goodness. Coffee. You need a cup of coffee? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do a new thing. All right. And uh it's our first time doing it. So I brought three books. I brought a Bible dictionary. Mm. Okay. I brought the Pilgrim's Progress. Okay, mm. old John Bunyan, and I brought a Presbyterian hymnal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna if you who wants the hymnal? Who's gonna do the uh, dibs? You got dibs on the hymnal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So you get hymnal. Okay. I'm just trying to everything All right. I can to get on the worship you get, team. Y- <laughs> Put me in, coach. I've been trying for nine months. <laughs> All right, Sean, you get the Bible dictionary. Looking forward to it. All right, so basically, you you got to just open up, like randomly open to a page and put your finger down, and then when you see it, you have to read basically the sentence that your finger's on. Okay. All right, and then you have to give like a impassioned speech about what you. Mm. Red mm. and then surround it. Just gotta convince us about what you're talking about. Okay, done, done. Yeah. All right. Who's going first? I think it's your idea. So you want me to go first? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you should. All right. Have to. So here we go. So I got the uh, John Bunyan, the Pilgrim's Progress. Doing a little flipping. How'd I end up with a dictionary? <laughs> Dang <Dad, come> it. <laughs> He gave me also a piece of an honeycomb <laughs> and a little bottle of spirits. Now, as we think about the pilgrim, <laughs> you know, he was hungry. 
you know, and he had stopped. He stopped. He was taking a break. You know, he's just hanging out. You know, and um, and uh, he was like, "Man, I'm I'm hungry." And the guy was like, "I got you." He's like, "Out in the back, I have an apiary." And he went out there, put on his bee outfit, the whole thing, like the white, the whole big white bee outfit with the gloves and the mask, but the net so he could see through it. Mm-hmm. And he went up into where the the bees live, the big box he's built in his backyard. Okay, he goes in there and he's like, hey, bees, you know, and you got to be careful around bees because, you know, they like to, you know, bees, they like to talk to each other and they're really, they, they get real nervous when they don't recognize somebody. Okay. But thankfully they knew him because he had on the same outfit that he wore every time he went in. And so he went in and he was like, hey, I need some, I need some food. And they were like, look, you know, like the king bee came out and the queen bee was like, hey, go back. You're, you're supposed to be dead. It's because of biology and <laughs> science. It's science. And so she's out. She's like, what, what do you need? And he's like, look, I got this guy. His name's Pilgrim. Okay. He's trying to make some progress. Okay. <laughs> but he's, his progress is slowing down. Okay. And he gave me a progress report that he's hungry. You know, and uh, I'm just, the store's closed, fresh out of bread. And she was like, look, you know, I'll give you some honeycomb. So they delivered some honeycomb out and they gave that to him uh and it turns out that uh pilgrim was also thirsty and then the guy was like well look here's a bottle of spirits for you and pilgrim was like i'm sorry uh but i'm very conservative and i cannot partake in these spirits that you have brought me um and so he just had honey that night he just that's it he just had a lot of honey and it got himself a good nice rest and uh, he was back on the road again the next day. And uh, and that's the story of uh, John Bunyan and the Pilgrim's Progress. Nailed Thank it. you. Nailed it. Yeah. So you're welcome. You're welcome, guys. All right, Sean, you're up. <laughs> so I've got the Bible Dictionary. You got the Bible Dictionary. Do you didn't, I didn't see you do it, though. Like, where did you? Oh, did you land? Yeah. What is it? Did you pick that? You can't no, pick no, no, it. No, no, I did it. Cheated. I did it. I opened, the, I opened the Bible, oh, the it? Bible dictionary, and I pushed my finger down on the left-hand side. What is it? The word is legion. 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 Don't read. Just tell us about legion. Okay. Got to understand the dictionaries. You know, hold on a second. You're going to read the definition first? Yeah, I want to make sure that I understand so I don't sound really dumb. That's the whole point of the... No. You're, you're supposed to write the definition. You're, yeah. to, you're okay. writing the you definition of legion. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, right. Last night, we had the opportunity of going to the villages. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> And we got to see a choir member. His, his name is Dale. Yes. And, Shout uh, out to Dale. That's Served in the military. He's a sergeant, which is really cool. Anyways, at 11 o'clock last night, we go up to the villages for to welcome them home. They had done this big tour in Washington, D.C., thanking them for their services. He had been awarded a medal, all that. And so Dale and I were talking. We were having a great conversation. And, uh, you know, he's telling me about his days in the military. He's talking to us, and he said, you know, guys, there's uh, infantry, and there's there's cavalry, you know, just like where Jesus went. He said, but guys, That's I, not accurate. I served. <laughs> <laughs> he served. He it's served. <laughs> Dear God, he served in such in such a big group that they just called them the Legion. That was his special task unit. It was the Legion unit because there was just so many of them, and that's what 
that's what I want to share with you today. Thank you, thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Uh, you could have said that we met at the American Legion. I could. <laughs> that's where it was. That's where it was. I was going. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. To be honest. <laughs> I just remember it as like AFW. That's all I can remember. And that's what it means. Yeah. AFW, they make a mighty fine root beer. Mighty fine root beer. (laughs) Not not as good as Dr. Pepper. Not as good as Dr. Pepper. When you're in a pinch. And you know how we can trust what he's saying? Because he is also a doctor. Yes. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You're welcome. But yeah, big shout out Dale Lessenberg, though. Um, Honor flight is what they call it. Mm -hmm. Honor flight. Left it like one... One in the morning, and uh, got back at like midnight. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the longest long day. day. Holy smokes, long day! But they oh. toured DC, went to a lot of the memorials, and it was all all veterans. Mm-hmm. Wow. So pretty cool. Well, sweet, let's go. All right, all right, Garrett, you're up. Give me a give me a word out of right, this book here. here. Just, you picked a out of this Presbyterian hymnal. Uh, let's go with this page right here. All right. Whatever word that is right there. All right. Uh, let's see. The title of this hymn is Earth's Scattered Isles. Yeah. S- scattered. Excuse yeah. me. Earth's Scattered Isles yes. in Contoured Hills. Earth's Earth Scattered Isles in Contoured, in contoured Hills. Hills. Well, this hymn was written in uh, 1848 right here in, in the state of Florida, and it's right when uh, – the grocery store Publix opened their first store uh, in Mount Dora. And we don't really have mountains in Florida. We just have hills. But we sometimes when we have tall hills, 500 feet above sea level, we call them mountains. And they opened the first Publix. So it wasn't very, uh, it wasn't super organized. Uh, so the aisles were kind of scattered all over the store. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. The aisles were. It's not funny. Eighteen forty-eight. The aisles were scattered all over the, all over the store, and um, uh, so when Dr. Pepper came out in eighteen fifty-one, they couldn't find it. it. Was they thought it was on aisle thirteen? It was lost. But it was on aisle seventeen because yeah. the, the aisles were all scattered. Um, but the storefront was on the the beautiful contoured hills of Mount Dora, and so that when the hymn writer, it was the. Uh, a member at First Baptist of Mount Dora, when he went shopping at this Publix, he um, yes. had the inspiration for Scattered Isles and Contoured Hills, which we now sing. Uh, we now sing in our worship services here weekly. at First Baptist Leesburg. We- weekly, yeah, it's a response song. So it's a it's a call of response. You know, let me you let go. me actually. I'm going to actually just sing it for everybody here. It's uh, it's in the book here. Let me find the page real quick. That was a man. What a moving testimony to that song. Oh yeah, I love it when a song is just really driven home. You mm-hmm. know, by this, you, you don't ever know the story behind yeah, it. the backstory where it came from. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, hmm. That's probably about an F, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Earth scattered aisles and contoured hills. Mm-hmm. Which part the seas and mold the land. And Publix has the scattered aisles. Mm. With Dr. Pepper in everyone's hand. Mm. So, well, yeah, it's a moving, it's a moving song. Yeah. 
we've had a lot of people come forward mm-hmm. yeah to it so that was good that was good um let's see what else is going on so yeah we we released our uh you know our return podcast last week it was met with just raving excitement mm-hmm. yeah the parades there were parades and things i had a police escort for at least six miles <laughs> Strangely, they were behind me, <laughs> but, but not. Nah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So I was listening to a new song today and Gary, I want to get your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's uh, this serious though. It's I'll um, give you real thoughts. Yeah. Real thoughts. Um, let me, let me pull it up. I, I love the title of it. Um, um, what what is the king live forever? What's it, Sean? No, it is long live long the live king. the king. It's pretty cool. Hmm. All right. So let's see. Long live the king. Lyrics and it's that group. Influence music. Influence. Yep. Makes me think of. You are the only king forever. That's what comes to you mind. You are the yeah. only king forever. Almighty God will live higher. So high. All right. Here's the lyrics. All right. This one's fine. This verse, I think, is fine. There in crown of thorn and thistle, the king of Jews was found on a cross, bloodied and broken, crimson river flowing down. As darkness fell upon Golgotha, a tortured body wrapped in shroud, our Messiah laid beneath the ground. Mm. Okay. All right, here we go. Every curse upon his shoulders, with our sin he was adorned. Perfect lamb led to the slaughter as a ransom for our souls. One last act, and it was finished. Power of sin and veil were torn. On this cross was our victory won. By his love we would overcome. Mm. All right, now this is one This is one I want to get your thoughts on. All right, here we go. You ready? All right. Then within the bowels of Hades, a trembling was made. The very breath of God descended, which death itself could not enslave. The exodus of ancient sinners marched in triumphal parade. Finally, hell had been overcome by Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Your thoughts. Hmm. Um, the Apostles' Creed comes to mind, which some have... Uh, some have revised to take out the part that talks about Christ descending into hell. Um, I think the the reformers left that line in there and decided to reinterpret it as like uh, he didn't literally descend into hell, but he he took on the consequences of our of our sin for us on the cross, and that's what that line in the Apostles' Creed really means. But um, I think we we wouldn't. I don't think we would argue that Christ descended into hell if that's what those lyrics are right. are saying. Um, I do think he bore the full weight of the punishment for our sin uh, on the cross, but uh, I don't. I don't think he spent three days in hell because right before that he told the thief on the cross that today you'll be with me in paradise. So uh, but that's been a that's been a centuries old debate. For well, us. Hades though the idea of Hades is that paradise idea, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Because the difference between like Hades and hell, like we think of hell obviously as the home of the devil. Yeah. Eternal mm-hmm. separation. Eternal separation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Wow. 
So the place of waiting, in a sense, for people who died before Christ, because they wouldn't have been, I guess, technically redeemed yet, right? Uh, redeemed, not not resurrected. Right. Um, I don't know. The, the text is confusing because today you'll be with me in paradise or elsewhere Paul says, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So whatever the place of waiting is for the saints is... Uh, is with the Lord uh, is not um, is not separated from the Lord in in hell and so um, yeah I, I don't know the difference between Hades and hell and all and all those yeah. all those different things but. well like the rich man right so the rich man and Lazarus mm-hmm. so you know he could you know the rich man lifted his eyes being in torment and he saw Abraham so there was like another uh, thing unless that's just you know I don't know if that's a more of a parable than it is you know literal. I don't know, but it seems like there's a, um, because I thought I thought at some level, you know, we're not we're not Catholic, but that's where their idea of purgatory kind of came from. Like there's a in between kind of place. Mm-hmm. Not arguing on behalf of that. I'm just throwing out, you know, different where different theologies mm-hmm. have come from. Right, and you could buy somebody. Like you could you could donate enough to the church to buy somebody out yeah, of hell yeah. before the mm-hmm. pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the question, the question in that in that statement is the uh, the bounded saints are set free. So does that mean that there are people that when Jesus when Jesus died on this earth, that when he broke the chains of hell, that there were believers that were released from hell? Is what like I might I'm trying well, to right. understand so from the that. question from the way this is written. Because see, I really like this song. Actually, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Yeah. Like the melody line is so unique and mm-hmm. powerful, and the lyrics are really strong. Mm-hmm. But this, you know, they're kind of they're kind of dabbling into uh, area which you know I respect. I respect them doing to be honest with you. But it's you know it's not necessarily controversial, but it's not one that's talked about a whole lot because mm-hmm. something happened mm-hmm. between Jesus dying on the cross and him rising again. Mm-hmm. Because there were people, they said they saw people walking around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like dead folk. Yeah, in Matthew. Yeah. yeah. So, like, where did they come from? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they came from hell by any stretch. But I was wondering if there was... Like a gray area type text for us. Like, yeah, we could sing this in because, you know, is it really wrong, but is it also right? Well, it's not... To me, it's more the wording, though. Like, does it sound like he's saying the exodus of ancient sinners marched a triumphal parade? Finally, hell had been overcome by Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. I mean, you could. It almost sounds as if like people came came out of hell, and because Christ died, they came out of hell. And then, to me, the, the way that's does that sound like that to you guys, or does it sound like a reasonable take on Christ? Like you said, the reformers, the way they readdress the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, well, I also think like I think you're saved in the Old Testament the same way that you're saved in the New Testament. Um, like if you look at Romans four, talking about uh, how it was, it was Abraham's faith that justified him, and it's our faith that justifies us today. And so, um, I'm not sure that Abraham and the and the Old Testament saints were were sent to hell until Jesus like physically died in in our time space continuum. I, I don't I don't know that that would be I don't know that, that would be accurate. Um, but there, there has to be some some place though where these other dead people came from. Yeah, I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they were, and it, mm-hmm. it 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 was it wasn't coincidental, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting because I mean it does talk about Jesus did you know? Because we sing a lot or talk about it, like you know he took the keys to mm-hmm. death and hell and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in there. There's no question on his, you know, crucifixion, resurrection, sure. any of that, none of that. I'm wondering about that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I do think the the binding in the lyrics is interesting because, um, like, the Bible does talk about, like, Satan being bound um, when when Christ dies and is resurrected. Like, that's that's a part of that process is Satan is now bound. Um I don't know if previous, if, if prior to that, almost like if Christ did a, I don't even know what I'm, if I'm using the right theological terms now, but if, if Christ did like an exchange almost where there were people bound and he swapped them out and now Satan's bound, because the text does talk about Satan being bound, but right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess for me, like my mind generally leans toward in a not fully educated sense, but a vague memory of education I received on it that f- folks who like folks who died um in the old testament with faith um you know believing and that faith being credited to them as righteousness mm-hmm. i do think part of me part of me thinks that they they weren't in a they weren't in heaven in the way we tend to understand it as mm-hmm. we will all be one day because it wasn't prepared yet, right? So Jesus was like, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's getting ready. Not saying that heaven didn't exist or whatever. Uh, but almost like the the act of the physical act. Like, so Old Testament, um, without the shedding of blood, there's no, you know, remission of sins. The concept of remission is, it looks gone. Mm-hmm. But we can't completely say. That it's gone, you know, like when somebody says I got an illness and or cancer or whatever, and cancer's in remission. Mm-hmm. It's a very exciting because it's like, hey, you know, we think it's we think it's all taken care of, right? But it's not. But when Christ died on the cross, it was all completely atoned for. So all the sacrifices that were symbolic in a sense of what was coming weren't enough to actually atone for what had been done. Mm-hmm. Does that sound on par? It does. Um I mean, we're also still we're still not in the final state, uh, even as we speak. Like there, there will come a time when uh, Christ returns to judge the living and the dead, and and a new heavens and a new earth will be will be created or, or recreated, really. Um, so even still, we're we're not in the. You know, if 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 a believer dies today, um, and is absent from the body and present with the Lord, they're still not in the in the final final state. You know, there's life after life after death, if you will. Um, so um, I'm not sure if there was uh, an, an intermediate state that Old Testament saints experienced and an intermediate state that New Testament saints experienced, and then one day the new heavens and the new earth. I, I don't know. Yeah. it's a good question. Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't done it. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's difficult. That's kind of difficult stuff because the Bible's not super – I mean, some people think it is, but I don't really think the Bible's super clear to mm-hmm. us on what that all looks like. 
Yeah, well, I mean, not to not to back away from the question, but I do like the way that that your team is thinking about our worship music. Like you're not just singing a song because it's new, or singing a right. song because of the beat or whatever, but you're you're thinking critically about the lyrics. And so, I mean, that just gives me confidence in um, you know my family being members here and the the worship yeah. music that we have. So I appreciate that. I mean, we we try to we try to be aware and 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 we don't we don't. You know, we always do. I think we naturally do it. You know, we don't wear it on our sleeve or anything like that. And, and we were talking last week, you know, it's like there's some some churches and some uh, just, and that's, which is fine, by the way. It's not, not a judgmental thing, but sometimes it's like, like the songs are so wordy and mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. and it's like, you can't, oh, yeah. like I, I heard it last week, but I don't remember any yeah. of it. There's so much content yeah. in it, you know, but I think there's, there's a healthy mix of all that kind of stuff. Well, you and I have talked before about like, uh, a big focus for you is is getting getting people to sing um, yep. s- sing along with you, and so like it, even if a song is doctrinally sound, if it's hard to sing, right? You know, that's that's another in some ways another disqualifier. Oh, but, absolutely, uh, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Did you been doing some research? I have been googling Ephesians four. All right, right. Husbands love. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when he ascended on high, he <laughs> led a host of captives. See. And he gave gifts to men. So their understanding, their writing. So I pulled up kind of what they are trying to portray. You know, it's the about the song. Oh, did you find a about? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So right. and when they were talking, it says, you know, uh, this moment has been revered and respected by the church throughout the ages. That is the very centerpiece of our faith. From the torture he endured on his way to Calvary to the innocent blood that dripped from his head, his back, his hands, his feet during the crucifixion, from dying our death to overcoming death itself and setting free the captives of hell and stealing away its keys. What they're saying is they believe that the Old Testament saints, based on Ephesians 4, were held captive until, Mm. until, let me pull up the correct terminology so I don't misquote, uh, until the Lord's atonement for them so that he could bring them to heaven himself. I but, don't know if I agree with that theology, but that's what. But that's what. what that's so what Ephesians four, though. Ephesians four. What does that say again? Ephesians four uh, it says, and when he ascended on high, he let a captive. So let's get, let me pull up the whole seven through nine. Um, and so seven. Seven says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also had descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fit, fill all things. Yeah. So, and then goes to yeah, the, see, the that's, gifts he gave. That's mm-hmm. where I think about the, it, it, the idea of... I'm wondering if the word hell there, the, the way it's said, is not necessarily hell in the sense of we think of it like as punishment, fire, but more of it. Maybe it's one of those words where it can be, mm-hmm. you know, translated multiple ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of speculation here, so don't anybody go base their faith upon this conversation right now. <laughs> but it would be it would be worth, like, researching a little bit more. But But I have heard of that concept of, like, Hades in the sense where Hades wasn't necessarily – a place of punishment mm-hmm. or a place of consequence, but mm-hmm. it was like more of like a place of waiting, mm-hmm. um, which, which kind of, kind of also is synonymous with where Paul says a little bit later in Thessalonians about the dead in Christ will, will rise. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, they're not dead. They're, they're asleep. That's like a state of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that means like physical, they're just like, they're dead like the way we would define it, but their their soul is just not 
active or aware until whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it means that. But it does seem like the idea of that place of waiting would have been like a place of paradise mm -hmm. um, uh, where they were taken care of, where they were everything, you know, whatever. I don't know what all the words to say. They're fine, spiritually mm -hmm. fine. But then when Christ died on the cross, was buried, like he said there in Ephesians, he's descended into the, to the earth. Mm-hmm freed the captives to mm -hmm. that, that were the captives to Hades and then took them with them. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I have a hard time like with that, that thought process that Abraham and Jacob and David and Solomon, which Solomon, never mind. Let's not use Solomon. Cause Solomon, Solomon was fine. He was fine, but he never, he just liked the ladies. He liked the ladies, but as <laughs> Solomon never had a moment Post all of his mistakes of going back to the Lord in scripture. So, so uh, we don't know that. Yeah, we do. In scripture? In in scripture. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying in scripture, like David, after his multiple mess ups, went back to the Lord, you know. Yeah, Psalm 51. And you know, he had those moments where he's like, man, I really messed up. Lord, yeah. you know, don't. Don't judge me for the mistakes that I've made, you know, uh, ashes and all, all yeah. that. Solomon never really had that moment late in his life after the many mistakes that he had made. Okay. Not to say that he's not so Solomon, but let's just Man, say. He's going to be ticked at you. Yeah, no, <laughs> but like Abraham and Jake he's right uh, and he's like, he's like Isaac going, ha, ha, ha. and Moses. So you're saying that all of those guys yeah. who were remembered and and. Uh, revered for their faith in the Lord, right? I'm, I'm going through Deuteron Deuteronomy right now. It's the end of Moses' life, right. right? So he's he's just caught up and buried. Nobody knows where his body is. So you're just saying that he spent the rest of his time in hell until Jesus died on the cross. No, that's not what I said at all. No, but, that, but like that's that's what I'm trying to like wrap my mind around is is that what they're saying due to the text and due to is that because they're held captive by hell? So are they held captive in hell? Or they held captive. Well, he said. He said Hades. Hades. The, the, it says the bowels of Hades. Yeah. So let's look up Hades. The bowels of Hades. What a right. That's pretty. Yeah. Pretty good uh, imagery. Not to like take us down a rabbit trail here, but also, um, like, what is uh, what is time before? Like, what is time to the Lord? Like to us, there is, um, there was a time before Christ was slain and there was a time afterward but you know the bible also says that christ was slain before the foundations of the world from the from the lord's perspective and so um you know from that thirty thousand foot view it almost seems like whether you place your faith in christ before he dies and rises or afterward um you ought to end up in the same place but um then you run into text like we're talking about right now that yeah see mm -hmm. i i struggle with that so like you and i've talked about this before because this affects mm -hmm. my eschatology a lot this conversation. Yes. Right. So we're not going to really go into that, but, but I do have a problem with, with the, the using the timelessness of God to solve time problems. Like we're discussing now. Mm -hmm. Cause there were obviously, I mean, time, time is a thing with God. Like he, you know, day and night, sun up, sun down, Mm -hmm. six days, seventh day. Like there's, 
time's a thing. Sabbath, you know, like he set a day, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he established days for feasts and for celebration for the people. So now I, I realize I'm being, uh, you know, a little, not trying to be too whatever, whatever the word is with, with all that, because I know you guys know that, but, but there does seem to be like some, so Hades, I, I looked it up and now, now I'm starting to remember more, but the concept of Hades was, is also synonymous in a lot of ways with the Jewish thought of Sheol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm checking now. So Sheol is what yeah. I was talking about earlier. The kind of, the, cause there is, there is the talk of Sheol, mm-hmm. like the place of waiting, the paradise. Yeah. I mean, Psalms full, full right. of the end of the right. prayers, you know? you know, there's that, there's that understanding and all that kind of stuff. So, so, um, but even, uh, yeah, yeah. Abraham's bosom, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see that that's in the story of the, of the rich man. Yeah, you can bust out your Bible dictionary. Give me back the Presbyterian hymnal. <laughs> yeah, there's probably songs about Sheol in the Presbyterian hymnal for show for Sheol. <laughs> oh, man. So the New Testament Greek equivalent of Sheol is Hades, which is also a general reference to the place of the dead. So at least it seems like in in like old like old church, old tradition or old thought, there was some level of, there was a place. Mm-hmm. Jesus went somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, we know he didn't go to heaven. Like in between, because it says he went down in the earth. And then later he ascended. So it seems like Paul's talking about in the time between the cross and the resurrection, there was something going on mm-hmm. down in the earth. Now, maybe Paul, like being a, you know, doesn't know exactly the right. That's probably, that's funny. That's going to get me in trouble with people. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I'm just thinking out loud here. Paul made a mistake in the No, I see, here it comes. <laughs> it's not inerrant. <laughs> Distribute that. <laughs> Worship distributed is over. Offline. Beep. But no, I'm not saying that, but yeah, maybe yeah, just I the know. wording or the description uh-huh. there could, you know, sometimes we look at it and we have to, we have to take into account like the words that were used and the way they were trying to describe it. Yeah. Cause not to oversimplify things, but like Christ's ascension was physical. And so maybe his descension in Ephesians four was physical and it was just talking about him. He was buried for three days. Like his, his physical body was, was buried. Um, it could be as simple as that. I don't know. It, yeah. I guess no. it could be. But it does seem like he he coupled it with action. There was action going on, right? Because mm-hmm. he, it says he went in and, you know, redeemed the captives, mm-hmm. got the captives. Mm-hmm. So there was something going on, right? Um, what you got? Okay, so according to the Bible dictionary, which is inspired. <clears throat> So Sheol in the Old Testament is the place to which not by Paul (laughs) is the place which all the dead go immediately upon their death. Sometimes KJV translated grave, sometimes held, depending on whether or not the individual in the particular passage were viewed as righteous. But this procedure involves importing distinctions into the Old Testament that were not clarified until Jesus's ministry. So Sheol in according to the Old Testament is where all go. Everybody. Everybody goes. So you are a member of the uh, Midianites. You're attacking the nation of Israel. You die, you go to Sheol. Mm-hmm. And you're you're uh, Israelite, doing your thing, and you die, you go to Sheol. Yep. So it's like a neutral 
location. neutral ground. Huh. And it says, okay, so Sheol involves those who die under wrath and separation from God, that God their wickedness has offended. On the other hand, there are those who are, who can confidently look forward to glory, and is and this is seen as redemption from Sheol. Ah, see. So it's saying that, that, you know, yes, you can still die under wrath and separation from God or be seen as righteous and then be redeemed from Sheol. So it's almost as if you're, the spirit was in like this, like neutral, like neutral place. And yeah. then at the time of redemption, the split happens. Yeah. Like God redeems the captives because he is now through Christ conquered made officially made righteous those who have been faithful he like officially like the final sacrifice yeah. hmm. done boom no more scapegoats scapegoats right here it's jesus yeah sacrificed so now that separation occurs and the people in sheol that are like abraham counted unto him as righteous moses those folks are like Jesus is like, got you. Let's go. I'm pulling you into glory. Got you. Pulling Ephesians four, mm-hmm. and then the rest, like you said, you're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, so then this is the question. Then right. So the question is, if somebody dies now, mm-hmm. okay, it's almost like since Christ has conquered this, but the final judgment hasn't come, because that's what you said, right? There's going to be a final judgment. Oh yeah. So since so since the people that if you know Christ now like 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 Moses right now your faith is crediting him you know blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed right so we haven't seen but we believe right mm-hmm. like Moses like Abraham just on a different side of the cross we die to be absent with the body to be present with the Lord mm-hmm. but everybody else dies maybe they're waiting maybe they're stuck in that place of waiting until the final judgment when they when they're cast. And then they'll be cast into the lake of fire because that's coming later for Satan. Yep. Hmm. I don't think it on this. I don't. I don't. And what's funny is, it's like this could be a chance. I'm not saying this is right by any. By the way, just disclaimer. I'm not saying it's right because I think this is like a. Sure. This is pretty heavy. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, though, I don't know that this is a theology rocking concept. It's deep, but a, deep doesn't mean it's a drastic change to the way you function in your mm-hmm. theology. Cause I'm n- we're not questioning the efficacy of the cross, the resurrection of Christ or who he is or anything like that. Right. Just kind of the process mm-hmm. of after life. Right. Yeah. So just for the record for everyone, like, but don't, also just don't clarity, panic. clarity on what took place when he died, like when he breathed his last as man. And I mean, the, the starting point for us was, the bound that he set free mm-hmm. was the text that in right. That's song. what we're that's what we're asking. So about. that's where that's where we're at. So Which, none of, I don't mind them. I don't mind that text, right? Yeah. Because this is not like a text where I feel like somebody was just making some up yeah. to mm-hmm. try to be like creative to get people mm-hmm. to like their song or sure. or even in a with a good heart trying to be creative to get somebody to worship. But like it, it didn't really work. It wasn't yeah. theologically sound. But they tried to rework the words to do something like mm-hmm. that. I don't think that that I, I respect what they're doing here with this, because there does seem to be, there is something pretty beautiful about that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, think about it. Like you're, you're waiting, but you're waiting with faith. Mm-hmm. Imagine the torture of waiting without hope. Like 
you're waiting with hope mm -hmm. and you're like waiting without hope. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you're home and you know you did something wrong and your mom was like, wait till your dad gets home. Mm -hmm. There's like no yeah. hope. Like the entire time you're sitting there like listening for the wheels to roll up the driveway. Yeah. Like you just, there's, there's like nothing to look forward to. But if it was like, if it was like you're at home and you, and you actually were great. You're not, this is the, 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 the metaphor falls apart or the imagery falls apart here. But let's say you're home and, and your dad was gone. Right. And you're home and you were great that night. Mm -hmm. Like you were great to your mom. Like you respected her, took the trash out. You did everything you were supposed to do. And you hadn't seen your dad in a while. And, and she was like, look, guess what? Your dad's on the way home and he's bringing you ice cream. Right. That waiting is totally different than the other waiting. Mm -hmm. Like there's some joy to be had like in that. Mm -hmm. Cause when you hear those wheels come up that waiting, it's like, ah, first I get to see my dad and he's brought me ice cream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is great. So there's like joy in that waiting as opposed to like trepidation mm -hmm. in the other type of waiting. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that's where, that's where my stance kind of on. I don't like the idea of, hopping out and declaring God time. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I struggle with that. Sure. I mean, I can see how it works and not see how it works, but I can intellectually try to be mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. I get that jump, but I do think there's something there. Like he created the world. People are living. They're not redeemed. They're dead. So there's a place of waiting. Everybody's dead because the judgment really mm -hmm. hasn't come yet. Right. Cause you probably really couldn't send them to hell yet because the judgment hasn't showed up yet. There hasn't actually been an official judgment. Sure. Um, even uh, like Second Peter chapter three talks about like uh, a day is a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is a day. So there's there's something going on there with time. But um, I don't. I want to hear the. I want to hear the lyric again in the song. What's the What's the lyric? Say? Oh, can you Can you pull it up? Because I have my own thoughts on that 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 Peter, the the, the Peter verses there, but because now I guess my question would be like a pastoral one, like if we if we sing this uh, in a service and someone comes up after, it's like, hey, Pastor Steve, what what does this mean? Like uh, I'm kind of curious about the elevator pitch at this point, or if we we may not be to that point yet, we may not we we may not have one yet. All right, I got it. All right, go ahead. Then, within the bowels of Haiti, a trembling was made. The very breath of God descended, which death itself could not enslave. The exodus of ancient sinners marched in triumphal parade. Finally, hell had been overcome by Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Yeah. Well... So I think part of that is just part of the, the chronology, right? The storyline of what Christ did. Mm -hmm. um, so let me see if I had to, if I had to explain it to somebody right now, I would say, look, you know, God's day of judgment is coming. But what this shows is that, that in our time here on earth, what Christ has done frees us from the judgment that's coming and frees us and gives us hope that we can hold on to, you know, like, um, um, like, what is it? Uh, is it uh, Hebrews? Um, 
faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the hope we we hold on to. It's the faith we hold on to. So Christ has come and 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 released us. You know, here on earth through His finished work on the cross. I, so, you know, I but I, but I would, I might explain. It's like look this this you know you can look at Ephesians four. You could see where Christ went down in there, took care of some biz, and. Uh, well, there there is an element too of like something something happened when um, Christ died and rose again. Like it, the the new heavens and the new earth burst forth out of out of the grave, and it's not like he rose again, ascended back to heaven, and we we go on um, as if nothing happened. So it makes sense to me that like I think the the line was the exodus of ancient sinners in a triumphal parade. Like so, something happened. Yeah, well, when we see that, it says in Ephesians 4, like you said, like there mm-hmm. was, Paul Paul acknowledges that mm-hmm. the sinners were, you know. And I think here the word sinners, too, we're all sinners, right? So I think sure. that's what he's saying there. I don't think mm-hmm. he's saying, like, people who died in sin opposing yeah. the things of God. I think the concept is, there's an understood concept of just everyone's sinners. They're finally redeemed. You died, and now you're redeemed. You're finally redeemed. You're redeemed from from that. Yes. But your soul had to wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the the Peter the the Peter verse like the about uh, the day is a thousand, which is a great verse. And again, I don't I don't argue the timelessness of God. He's obviously he's obviously timeless. But I think Peter was maybe making more of a statement that you could trust that God's going to take care of things in His time. Right. God's not necessarily in a hurry because He's. He's always he's always been around. Mm-hmm. He's always working. That's true. Yeah, the context of that verse is like he's he's waiting for more people to repent. Like he you know. right because he doesn't want any to perish, but they all will come to repentance. Right. You know, because he, he goes through. He says uh, they over, they deliberately overlook this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of you know like all this stuff happened long ago mm-hmm. and the earth was formed by God. Like God did all these things that was long ago and mm-hmm. people are like overlooking this fact. You know. Um, but like even this one was interesting. Like, uh, where was it? They will say, "Where's the promise of His coming?" For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. It's like it's just the word, the use of the word "sleep" and like all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like a state of like like a neutral state when you're asleep. You're just kind of mm-hmm. you're kind of there until you're awoken, yeah. awakened. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing, though, right? I mean, it's kind of beautiful that we can talk about our God in this way. Mm-hmm. That his mystery is so big that we can't just kind of parse out, like, all of this stuff and just be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what this means. Like, this is exactly what sure. happened. I, 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 even just the the idea of, uh, I think, Sean, what you pulled up about that lyric being rooted in Ephesians 4 um, is almost sufficient for me to say, like, you know, these, these songwriters didn't just make this up. Like they, oh, no. Nah. You know, they, they rooted it in, in these scriptures, and we're still working out what these scriptures mean, but it's, it's you know, it's scriptural wording. Yeah, and I think also to, to that point, which I 100% agree with and I appreciate you saying, I would also just, like, continue on that thought and say, I appreciate that we don't leave something out of the chronology of Christ because we can't completely define it. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if I was like, like if, if, if I passed away and you were like reading my obituary or whatever, 
like I wouldn't want you to leave a segment of my life out because you couldn't, you didn't exactly know sure. all the details or mm-hmm. completely how it went about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just skip over it. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's funny sometimes. It's pretty annoying, reasonably. <laughs> like, like to say to say like general stuff because I will say like a lot of times I think preachers, um, you know, communicators with the gospel, um, sing, songwriters, singers. Um, sometimes are maybe a little too general, mm. which I know pushes against something I said earlier about the wordy, wordy songs. I, I think there's a difference between the two. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't want to conflate that. Mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate that. Like you said, like they, it was thoughtful. Yeah. It's like, there's something happened here. Like something happened before his triumphal rise. And that's just even greater. Like, cause it does kind of show and prove the fact that, um, we would say this would be what the penal substi- substitutionary, right? Mm-hmm. Like we would say that that's what this is here in the sense of there's a penalty, there's has to be paid. Mm-hmm. Christ paid that penalty, yep. right? And that's one of the arguments for the atonement, how it went down. Yep, I'm the kid at home that got in trouble, and Dad's coming home soon. But you know, my my this illustration falls apart. But you know, my sibling was good and took the punishment from Dad on my behalf, and I right. got to eat the ice cream even though I'm you know a filthy sinner, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's that's the beauty of the gospel, right? And then you go to your dad later, and you look, and you're like, look, like I I did this, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, like I know, mm-hmm. but it's been paid for, yep, and I forgive you, yep, you know. So the fact that something like this in Ephesians four, I'm not really necessarily talking about the song verse at this time, but the Ephesians four happened really doubles down on that, yeah, because Christ didn't just. Like late, he didn't just like go up to heaven and hang out with God for like three days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and just like chill out. He went down, rescued the captives mm-hmm. to sin because he beat it. So he actually could officially, because of this work and this atonement, could go actually get it, mm-hmm. get him. Mm-hmm. He had the key. That's where the concept of key comes, right? The concept of the keys to death the keys to sin the keys to hell yeah pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool i feel like we've solved it yeah, well, yeah we i think it. i think we fixed yeah. it <laughs> i think we locked it in <laughs> this is going to be listened to in like all kinds of seminaries yes. oh, yeah. right now they're going to be like holy cow these guys got it a bunch of weird music guys and a doctor it's going to be the opposite it's going to be like hey guys this is what never, not to do never <laughs> listen discussing theology this is why we don't let worship pastors <laughs> this is a commercial oh, to go to gosh. seminary yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is why you need to come to our school <laughs> so you don't end up like this. You don't want to end up like this, guys. That's great. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. All right, rapid fire. You ready for this? All right. Kind of get off such a heavy topic. Let's go. All right. Who wins the NBA championship? Lakers. Go. Okay. Oh, man. Come on. Phoenix. No way. Ooh. Let's go. No shot. Yeah. Let's go. I'm going with my boys out of Boston. Of course. Well, yeah. I'm going with Boston. I mean, the the, the biggest the biggest guys they got to get through is Milwaukee and Giannis is hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, saying Chris Paul all Chris, the way. Chris Paul's averaging <laughs> seven points a game right now at 38 Man, years old. I don't even know who all is completely in the playoffs right now, to be honest with you. But I have Phoenix. Say, Phoenix is a good – I mean, it's a good, a good pick. It's a good pick. 
They're they a good team. They will make it past the Clippers. They have no depth. That's going to be their that is, I don't think they'll make it past the Clippers no either. Way. Yeah. yeah. It'll go to six or seven. Let's go Phoenix. All right. Phoenix, <laughs> Lakers, Celtics. All right. You don't care about this one. I'm going to ask you anyway. Lakers or Celtics. I want to throw it back, though. Those were some of the good old days. That'd be great. Days. I'd love to see it. Good old days oh, yeah. of basketball. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was magic. Yeah. Y'all weren't alive at that time. <laughs> I was I was like 12, and I would watch all those games. Mm-hmm. I loved Larry Bird. Loved Larry Bird. Yeah. So good. Pure, pure basketball player. Like, he just – he didn't do anything fancy. It was just good basketball. Hey, let me ask you all about this. Y'all know this uh, mighty good name of a basketball player from days past named Dan Marley? No, sir. No. Dude, that guy. This is white dude. He played for like four different teams. And he was always kind of second string. But, man, he was a good player. He'd get in. I don't know why. I don't know why I like Dan Marley. I think I saw him play one time. He played for the Suns for a while. Played for the Cavaliers for a little bit. The Suns are probably picking back up right now. <laughs> they could use him. No, I don't think. I seen him. I looked him up the other day, and he 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 ain't looking like he's gonna be coming back. He didn't age well. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know. He's I don't know. He's ready for another round. Oh gosh. All right. All right. What's next? All right. Next one. Let's let's talk. Let's talk future sports. I know you guys don't care about any Gators. So all right. So let's talk. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Who is your national championship college football next year right now if you had to pick mm. it's a tough one it's a tough one who's in the top who's like who's the top four it'll be ba- bama florida state is in the top four this no, year get out of here they are no yeah way. they are yes they are the pre-rankings pre-rankings yeah. okay yeah they're a top five team top five yeah. so it's oregon alabama uh clemson is back up top in there yeah. and who else Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Georgia. All right, so I I immediately cut out uh, Oregon. Immediately, they're not really. No, they're not going to do it. Even with the way they played, and Bo Nix has been playing for them. Gone. Okay. Nope. Not going to happen. I don't think they beat USC to win. Too liberal. Twelve. Uh, Georgia. I'm going Georgia. You going Georgia? I know Bennett's gone. I'm not going Georgia. I think they'll lose too many people. They have to rebuild. I think the. I, I don't know. I think the program has so much momentum right now. I don't know. I don't even know who they're bringing in. But I think it's going to be. I hate to say this. I hate to say this a lot. All right. I hate it. Actually, I hate everything I'm about to say. So there's two things. I think that um, I think Florida State will get really close, but I don't think they'll have enough enough to get all the way there. I agree. They'll win their conference. They'll win their conference, and that yeah. would be a huge. That'd be. Huge I think they'll win their conference, and I think they'll go. I think they'll go all like almost all the way, but one team's just going to catch them on one day. Yeah, and they're going to get that oh, one. Oh, Michigan's loss. the other top five team. Yep. Oh shoot! Did, did they keep their coach? They what? kept their coach. Uh, they Harbaugh kept their quarterback. Okay. Quarterback's they, they there. Harbaugh stayed. A ton of. Oh, ton that's players. rough. Yeah, Michigan. See, the problem is the problem with Michigan. That loss that they had last year. They can't show up in the big game when it matters. Games. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them either. Yeah, I'm, so, a, I'm Alabama State fan. I, I think Bama's going to get it done. Alabama. I think Saban, Saban, with the way things went last year, I'm sure he's already figured it out, rebuilt it. And he's already he's, got a quarterback. He's ready to go. He's I mean, gonna, it's going to, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're going to come He's out. not going to lose three games again. They're going to be unstoppable. He's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So LSU looks good, too. LSU opens against Florida State oh, in Orlando this yeah. year. See, that could be the one game for Florida State. Yep, it could be. But it's Pro. an early loss. It's an early loss. And that it does matter, though, now. You can't. You can't one loss, you're out. Yeah. You're done. But if you win so, your conference, if you win your conference, if you go but, twelve and one and win the ACC. But I think you're still in the playoffs. If your conference is the ACC, that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. Y- y'all should move over to the SEC. I don't want to do that either. Okay, all right. We're so the best conference. Bama, Georgia. <laughs> we I are think. Big Twelve. Yeah, 
I think, Man, get out of here with you, Central Florida. <laughs> I think Bama. We're gonna get smacked. I think Bama <laughs> yeah, as well. Are. So I think Bama as well. All right. What do you think? Okay, my rapid fire. Where do you think University of Florida ranks this year? How do you think they end the season? Win, loss, six and seven. Oh my gosh, six is a losing record. Like we don't get a bowl. You don't have a legitimate quarterback. Yeah. That's going to be the – your defense will be fine. from Wisconsin. Yeah, but you have – I mean, <laughs> makes you have a good running game. I mean, ETN's little brother. I mean, he'll be good. Yeah. You have you have a good defense. You always do. Nah, defense was not great last year. I know, but it'll get better. It's the second okay. year under Billy Napier. They get better. They bring in the players they want. Defense will get better. Six and seven. You have six them in a bowl? You have, that's no, that's games. not even in a bowl. Yeah, six wins is a bowl. Oh, oh six wins it'll be is like a bowl. The, it'll be like the, the Alamo, loss is Alamo the bowl. bowl. You, so you know, think they're going to the bowl and losing? Duke Mayo. They'll play in the muffler man. Yeah, Muffler man. Yeah, I think six and seven for Florida. Butter, if they go Bowl. seven and six, I think I think Billy Napier loses his job. I think they go six and seven, he loses his job. He's got to get at least eight wins this year. I don't see it happening because of the quarterback play. Yeah, I would agree with that. Then, yeah. So you know what I think Billy Napier is like? I think he's like uh, the dude on Moneyball. Yeah, good movie. Matt it was a good movie. Yeah, uh, with Jonah Jonah Hill or whatever his name is. What's his name? Brad know. Pitt. The funny, the funny heavy. Yeah, kid. Jonah Hill. Did I say Matt Damon? It's not Matt. Yeah, Damon. It's yes, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt right, and Jonah right, Hill. Right. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Oh. He was really funny in uh, uh, a lot of things actually, but uh, not in the museum too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Dude, I love all three of those movies. I watched them. He was a security guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was really funny. That. How about UCF? How many wins and losses do you think you walk out with? Those guys are. I mean, don't y'all play in like the Division One high school conference? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> All right, we have we have no gimme games anymore. There's no more Temple. There's no more FAU. Uh, I think we go four and eight. Oh, I, wow. really, I really do. With That's, Gus Malzahn? No, you're not going four and no eight. No way. No way. I have you. I have you seven and six. No way. First, have you first seen our schedule. I yeah, would stick with Sean on that. So I'm going seven first, and six. First year, you have enough playmakers. To win a game you're not supposed to win. Yeah, but we have a gimmick quarterback. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have enough playmakers yep. that you can you can win a game you're not supposed to. I hope we go seven and six. Now we did uh what did we go this past year? Nine and five. Yeah. We should have been eleven and two because some of the, like the Navy game was dumb. But yeah. Um I don't know. I mean I think I, like our first conference game is Kansas State. They yep. won the conference last year. I think Florida State goes eleven and one. And I think the toss up game is the L S U game. I think we can beat Clemson because Clemson has to come to us Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, they're not proven at quarterback. We'll play them again in the ACC championship game, which would be great to beat them twice. But I think the toss-up game is LSU. I think we lose early. Um, I think LSU is just going to have some dynamic defenders, and Travis is going to be kept in the pocket, not allowed to run, and they'll figure out a way to beat us in the eight in the end. Why is that so, game in Orlando? Just because. Okay. It's, it's just it's an openings week zero game. So all right, NFL. Who wins the Super Bowl next year? This is a tough one. There's a lot of moving pieces still yet to come. But Buffalo I'm just Bills. Looking ahead. Who ended? Did uh, Did Hopkins end up in Kansas City? Uh, not yet. But they picked up somebody. Who did they pick up? I don't remember. But it wasn't that big of a deal. Odell's in Baltimore, but we don't know if Lamar is going to be there. Baltimore um, is going to be a non. Yep. A non-issue. I'm. I, I, I'm either Buffalo. Okay. Or uh, the Bengals. I'm on the Bengals. I think this is the Bengals year. I, 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 think, I agree. I think, I think Burrow finally it. gets it done. Yeah. But, like, I I really like Buffalo. Yeah. 
until Josh Allen learns to stop playing hero ball, they won't win a Super Bowl. I agree Bowl. with that 100%. He's got to, they got to get him a running back that he can trust to hand the ball off to, and they got to get somebody else to compliment Stephon Diggs in the I slot. I agree with that, too. I do think it's somebody from the AFC. I think the Bills, the Bengals, or the Chiefs, I think any of them could beat the Eagles. I got Yeah. But I would say the Bengals. Eagles would be fine, but Eagles just lost a ton of players in mm-hmm. free agency. They paid a lot for Hurts, though. A lot of players. But you, you can never discount Patrick Mahomes either mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey. And I'll also say this. Uh, I'm a huge Rob Gronkowski fan, and I'm a huge Patriots fan. Uh, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end to ever play the game. He's a wide receiver. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's a game changer every time. <laughs> every time he's on the field, he's a game changer. I don't know if he's the best tight end to ever play. I think he is. What about Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez is good. He was real good. For his time. Right. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Rapid fire. Yep. Calvinism, Arminianism. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Have an awesome week. Hope to see you at church Sunday. If not, then we just, I don't know. <laughs>